Hello, and welcome to the Family Go and Grow podcast. My name is Jill, and I'm really glad you're joining me here today. It's been a couple of weeks since I did this. Sometimes life just seems to get away from me. But I'm really excited about what we have to talk about today. It'll be a longer episode than normal, but that's because we're talking about some really important things and some really practical stuff that I think will help our kids know how to live better for Jesus. We're going to hear a Bible story that helps teach us that Jesus wants us to stand up for what is right. And then we're going to talk about some really cool tips I learned recently for how to teach elementary age kids know how to stand up for what's right. Let's get to our Bible story. This one comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 21. Matthew is one of the four books of the Bible that are called the Gospels. These books tell the story of Jesus' life and ministry. At this point in the book of Matthew, Jesus had been performing miracles and teaching everyone about the love of God for three years. Most of the people he interacted with loved God, but not everyone. Jesus always did what was right, though, even if it upset some people. In today's story, Jesus made some people upset, right in the middle of the temple. The temple, in Jesus' time, was kind of like what we would think of as a church. It was God's house. It was the place where people went to pray, to learn about God, and to offer sacrifices. Some bonus info for you. At this time, Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet to save the people from their sins. So the Jews, God's chosen people, needed to make sacrifices in order to be forgiven from their sins. We learned in the Old Testament about how these sacrifices were animals because there needed to be blood. When Jesus showed up at the temple, what was happening there wasn't just people worshiping, praying, listening to God's word, and making sacrifices. There were other things going on that made Jesus mad. The courtyard, the big open space where you entered the temple, was filled with shopkeepers selling birds and other animals. It was hard for people to drag their animals all the way from home, so they would buy animals from the shopkeeper at the temple and offer them as a sacrifice to God. There were also money changers in the temple. A lot of people brought money offering to give to the temple, but money offerings had to be in Hebrew coins. If people had coins from Rome or from other countries, the money changers would trade the foreign coins for Hebrew coins. But when they did this, they kept some of the money for themselves. It would be like if I was a money changer and I took $20 from you, but only gave $15 back and kept $5 for myself. When Jesus saw what was going on, he flipped over tables of the shopkeepers and money changers so they couldn't make any more money. Then he chased them out of the temple. As he chased the shopkeepers and money changers out of the temple, Jesus had some pretty strong words for them. We read in Matthew 21, 13 that he said, it is written that the Lord said, My house will be called a house where people can pray, but you are making it a den for robbers. The temple was supposed to be a place of prayer, but the shopkeepers and money changers had turned it into a market, a place for them to make money for themselves. They were getting rich off the people who had come to worship God. Jesus knew that what they were doing was wrong, so he stood up for what was right. What's interesting is that Jesus got mad. Do you think it's wrong to get mad? Sometimes it's wrong, but not always. Sometimes we get mad for the wrong reason, like because we lost a game or someone sat in your seat when you got up. But when Jesus got mad, it was for the right reason, because people were dishonoring God. But Jesus didn't just get mad. He did something about it. He stood up for what's right. Standing up for what's right means that when something wrong is happening, 
you stop it. For Jesus, that meant stopping the shopkeepers and money changers from turning God's house into a money-making market. What does standing up for what's right look like in your life? You're probably not going to walk into church and see things happening that don't honor God. But there are probably lots of big and small things that happen around you where you might need to stand up for what's right. One of the biggest examples I can think of is when you see someone being treated wrongly, especially at school. The Bible teaches us that all people are loved by God, which means all people should be treated with dignity and respect. But that doesn't always happen, does it? I got to meet and learn from a children's book author a few weeks ago. Her name is Trudy Ludwig. Maybe you've heard of some of her books, like The Invisible Boy, Just Kidding, Trouble Talk, Quiet Please, Owen McPhee, My Secret Bully, and many more. I'll actually put a link to them in the show notes. She taught the kids at the schools and then later the parents about the differences between rude, mean, and bully behavior, and then how to stand up for yourself, and finally, how to be what she called an upstander. An upstander is someone who stands up for what's right and stands up for others. I feel like I've had a lot of conversations with my kids about how they need to stand up for others, do what's right, and all that sort of thing. But I don't know how much our conversations have actually given them the tools they need to do what's right when a wrong thing is actually happening. Have you ever felt that way? Let's talk through what it looks like when you witness something that's not right and how you can be an upstander. When you see something that's not right, whether it's someone getting physically hurt, like being hit or punched or pushed or tackled, or emotionally hurt with unkind words, insults, intimidation, being ignored, being made fun of, that sort of thing, you need to make the decision to be an upstander. You need to do something. So the first question you ask yourself is, do I feel safe? Meaning, can you step in? If you feel like you could get hurt yourself in that moment, then you don't feel safe. If you feel like the person doing the wrong thing will turn on you, then you don't feel safe. But what if what you're seeing is not physical violence and you have a group of friends around you who will back you up and also do the right thing? Well, then you might feel safe. If you don't feel safe, then you need to go report what you saw. Tell a teacher or another grown-up. Don't just stand there watching. Report. If the moment has passed, you still need to report. I know a lot of kids get scared that if they're reporting something, it means they're a tattletale. Here's the thing. Reporting is when you are trying to get someone out of trouble, like the trouble of being picked on, bullied, treated wrongly. Tattling is when you're trying to get someone in trouble. So if you're reporting in order to be a helper, it's the right thing to do. So let's review. You ask yourself if you feel safe. If you don't, you report immediately. If you do feel safe, you don't engage in the wrong behavior yourself. You stand up for the person being wronged. You tell the person doing the wronging to stop it. And then, whether you felt safe and stepped in or didn't feel safe and reported, although you should report even if you step in, you comfort the person who was wronged. You include them in your friendships, your fun, your activities. You show them that they are worth caring about. Because Jesus wants you to be an upstander. Being an upstander can be scary and it takes courage, but our Bible verse this week can help with it. It's 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and it says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. If we want to stand up for what's right, we should first be on our guard and pay attention 
for things that grieve God or go against his word. Second, we should stand firm in our faith and know God's word is true. And lastly, we should be courageous and strong like Jesus was in the temple. If we can do that, we'll be able to be upstanders and stand up for what's right. When this ends, I want you to take a few minutes to talk with each other about how you feel about being an upstander. Have you seen a time where you needed to be one but were too scared to stand up for what's right? If you did what was right, how did things work out? Have you ever been in a situation where you needed someone to stand up for you? Did someone stand up for you? If they did, how did that feel? If they didn't, how did that feel? Pray together and ask God to give you all the courage to stand up for what he would want. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's Bible story and for this discussion about what it means to be an upstander. I love that we get to go show God's love to people by the way that we stand up for them. I hope you can all go about your week knowing that Jesus is with you no matter what you face.